This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 550. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 550. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Happy Memorial Day, if you're listening in live time, which also translates to happy summer, maybe? Vinny and I have an argument, an ongoing disagreement about when summer officially starts. I feel like summer starts the last day of school, but Vinny, being a stickler for the rules insists that summer does not start until June 21st on summer solstice because that's what the calendar says. But I also think that like once it's Memorial Day, like it's the full on summer vibe, even if your kids are still in school, even if it's not like summer routine yet, it's just summer vibe, right? So let's talk about summer a little bit. I want to talk today about summer routines around fun, (laughs) around summer bucket lists, and around delicious routines. We're going to dig into all of this. We, I do a lot of heavy episodes that occurred to me, like episodes on last week, we talked about doubt and we talk about like when things are hard and how to manage it and all sorts of things that sometimes can be overwhelming, right? And I'm always giving you these like action steps on like how to be better and live better and get things done and like be your best self and step into who you are becoming and all that's great, 100% great. And also you're allowed to have fun. (laughs) Like, let's just have some fun. And what was 
really hilarious about this is that when I was thinking through this episode, I was like, how do we have more fun? Like, I don't feel like I do a lot of things that would be determined to be fun by other people's fun standards. So I literally Googled how to have more fun. (laughs) So that I could have like enough content that would be relevant to everyone just because otherwise I would just be like, friends, if you want to have more fun, do some puzzles by yourself. because that's my idea of fun. And I thought you might want more than that. So so we're going to talk about how to have fun this summer. And I've talked about this before. This is a conversation I actually have on an annual basis where I talk about coming into this new season. And we often around family have expectations and fun things that we have planned for family. But we don't step back and think about, okay, during this season that is notorious for fun by family standards and by kids standards, what are we doing to make it fun for ourselves? And so I want to talk through that part because, of course, I want you to do fun things as a family this summer. I want you to have family vacations and do things that will delight your children and make amazing memories. And also, you get to do that for yourself, too. And the things that you determine to be fun and the things that will light you up and bring you joy this summer might be really different than the things that you have scheduled to do with your family. So let's honor there can be space for both of those things. So let's talk first about how to have more fun. So I want you to be clear on what fun means for you this summer, because it's probably going to be very different than what your children determine to be fun. It might be different than what your partner determines to be fun. And that's all okay. So here's the first piece. I have three tips for you on how to have more fun. So the first thing is decide what fun means to you. So fun to some people means being in big crowds of people and have like laughing, screaming, running around, being wild. And fun to other people means being completely alone. I know for my husband and I, we have different versions of fun. His idea of fun is going to music events and being up out of the house past midnight. That is not my idea of fun. (laughs) And I really struggle when he wants to do that. I'm like, okay, like I'm going to be a good sport. It's really hard for me unless it's like, one of my three all-time favorite musician kinds of things, but like outside of that, not so much. (laughs) And so I will do that and have his version of fun, but then I also own and honor what is my version of fun. And that's like his ideal date night is like going to dinner somewhere and then going to some sort of music thing afterwards and being out until like 12 or 1. My idea of fun is going to dinner somewhere and being home by like 9 and watch a show from 9 to 10 and go to bed at 10 at the latest. That is like my very perfect, most fun date night. I understand that's not what everyone thinks is the most fun, right? So the first step to have more fun is to decide what and determine what fun means to you, independent of what it means to other people in your family. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Okay. Then the second piece is to schedule fun. And you've heard me talk about this over the years, probably, as I've talked to you about Fun Fridays, which is a concept I stole from one of my mentors, Susan Hyatt. She has Fun Fridays where she doesn't really work on Fridays and she does fun things like going to the spa, getting a manicure, taking your dog for a run, like just easy breezy light Fridays, right? And so I started doing Fun Fridays a couple of years ago, blocking. At first, I tried to block the whole day and it just didn't work. I like didn't get my act together enough. So then I started blocking like two hours. And what that turned into was like taking myself to lunch, going and getting a pedicure, going to a bookstore, going sitting somewhere else even to work sometimes. So sometimes my fun Friday was still work, but I was just like changing the scenery, just doing something out of the norm that felt a little bit indulgent or luxurious or just different. So that for me was scheduling fun. And until the pandemic, I was I did a really good job of honoring that. I've not done a good job since the pandemic. So one of my commitments for the summer is bringing back Fun Fridays, which I'll talk about in a minute. But for you, yes, schedule your fun. And I know that probably sounds like really wet blankety to be like, really, like you have to schedule fun on the calendar. Yeah, you do. <laughs> if you are like me and you are a middle-aged mom with a kid who wants or multiple kids who want to do a lot of things and you just have a lot going on in your life yeah, you're going to have to schedule your fun. That doesn't mean you won't have spontaneous fun too, but like you're going to have to take responsibility for your fun or it likely will not happen. So do that. 
And then the third tip for having more fun is to set a fun minimum. So when I talk about self-care and as I've talked about self-care over the years, what one of the things that's always been really frustrating to me is that moms will say things to me like, I'm going to do self-care this month and I'm going to go get a massage or I'm going to finally do self-care, like practice better self-care and have a girl's night in a few weeks. And we look at fun or self-care as like these things that are really infrequent that like if I do it once this month or once every other month that like that fills one's cup. And that fills one's cup for a very short amount of time. So I want you to have a fun minimum where you routinely know when fun is going to happen so that you always have something to look forward to. So for me, fun Fridays, like that really helps me get through my work week and really like hustle to get things done so that I can have a lighter load on Friday. I also do my best to take weekends off. So that minimum for fun is like, I'm not going to work on the weekend. And there's times that I do have to break that. So looking ahead and being like, okay, if I'm going to work on this weekend, then I'm going to make sure that like this other weekends of the month, I'm not going to be working. Maybe a fun minimum for you is like having one girl's night a week or one date night a week, or maybe it is taking like a half day off, you know, once a week, or maybe taking a three day weekend once a month. So setting that fun minimum where you know what like the basic fun requirement is to fill your tank. And then you go back to number two and you schedule it. (laughs) So you have that built in and it becomes automatic. So setting that fun minimum so that you know what that minimum is. And then if you get in more, that's great, but that's the minimum right there. And that that's like the standard starts there. Okay. So those are your three tips to having more fun. Decide what fun means to you and really own that it might be different than what it means to other people in your life and be cool with that. Number two is scheduling fun. And then number three is having your fun minimum. Okay, so if you are like, I don't even know where to start because I don't know what is fun. I get it. (laughs) If you have been indulging in other people's fun for many, many years, like your children's fun or your partner's fun, you're like, I don't even know what I like. So I'm going to give you some ideas and then you can borrow any of these. So these are some things that are fun for me, that also might be fun for you. So being by the water, I love being by the water, taking myself to lunch, walking in the sun. My One of my favorite things in the summer is feeling the sun on my shoulders. So whether that's in taking a walk or sitting outside to eat, those are all things that really bring me joy. Reading in the sun. A couple of years ago, I got myself this, I actually, I sprained my ankle and got myself this like chase lounge chair for the deck. It's super ugly. It takes up way too much space, but I was like, if I'm going to have the sprained ankle, I'm going to sit in the sun and read (laughs) and it like at least get something out of my summer. So for me, that was part of my fun that summer was getting this chair, which I still have and I still use. It's still hideous and still takes up way too much space, but I pull that out in the summer so that I have that place to read. Fun for me is doing puzzles. In fact, I was talking with my therapist about this a while ago and she challenged me. She's like, she said, what would you, what would be fun for you this? We were talking like on a Wednesday or Thursday. And she said, what would be fun for you this weekend to like, just have a mental escape from stress around work and family and what have you. And I said, honestly, like having a pajama and puzzle day. And she's like, then do it. Which day this weekend is going to be your pajama and puzzle day. I was like, okay, Sunday pajamas and puzzles. That is fun to me. Like not doing anything, not leaving the house, keeping my pajamas on and working on a puzzle. That is fun. Might not be fun for you, but it's fun for me. I'm going to add the next one. Actually, involves Vinny, but I've been having a lot of fun with this. So I decided to add it to the list. This is probably going to be a polarizing example. Like you're either going to think this is awesome or you're going to hate it. So Vinny and I have been playing Monopoly and I'm kind of loving it. (laughs) And he's old enough now to be strategic about it. And 
game on. So this has actually been really, really fun. So that is fun for me. So picking something that, that he enjoys, but that I also truly enjoy, because there's a whole lot of other games that I don't enjoy, or there's a whole lot of other activities that he would like to do that would not be as much fun for me. But Monopoly with him is really fun right now. Another example is girl time. Whenever I have time with girlfriends, which I'm not great at scheduling, that is always really fun for me. And I'm always reminded of the value of that. And I'm always kicking myself a little bit that I don't incorporate that more regularly and make myself be the one to initiate that. Because oftentimes I'm like, well, if a friend initiates it, I'll say yes, but I'm not someone who goes and books things on my own. I kind of wait for invitations. And so girl time is always super fun. Okay, another fun thing for me is listening to podcasts and coloring on my coloring app on my iPad, which is something I do very routinely. So talking about a fun minimum, I do this almost every single night when I get in bed, I'll either read, but more often than not, I will listen to a podcast and color on this coloring app, which is makes me feel like I'm in the first grade. <laughs> but that is something that I know on a hard day, that's my fun minimum, right? Like I still get one thing that's fun, even if it's a really hard day, even if it's a hard bedtime. And we actually have been in this rut of hard bedtimes with Vinny, where I have gone into bed feeling really frustrated because it's 10 o'clock at night and he's still wide awake and I'm annoyed that I'm still parenting. And so that's my fun to end my day. Like that's the bookend to my day is to have the podcast and coloring. So those are just a few examples of fun and what that looks like for me. But also I want you to think about if that spawns anything for you. If you agree with any of those, mark them down on your list. The other thing I want to tie in here is your delicious routines. And so when we're looking at fun and creating fun and scheduling fun and having your fun minimum and all those things, let's also look at your delicious routines. So if you aren't familiar, delicious routines are the routines that you crave every day. And they might not be things that are easy or always that you look forward to, but you know that they help you in a way that makes them crave worthy. So I'll give you some examples of my delicious routines. And sometimes, I mean, delicious routines can be things like taking a bath and taking a nap and things like that, that you very much do crave and look forward to. But it also might be like, for example, with me getting up before everyone else in your household. That's a delicious routine for me. Now, do I love getting out of bed in the morning? <laughs> I'm tired? No. But I love the feeling of being up before everyone. So sometimes these delicious routines are not things that you go into pumped up about, but on the back end of them, you're like, yes, like that's what I needed. Another delicious routine for me is my morning workouts. So again, I'm not always super excited about doing it. I love actually how I feel while I'm doing it and when it's done. And so going into it, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do the bare minimum. But then I get into it. And I'm like, no way I'm going all in. So working out is a delicious routine. Another delicious routine I have is after I'm walking Vinny back from school, I'll catch up with friends and colleagues on Marco Polo and Voxer, which is video and audio messaging. And so I'm catching up on these messages. And that's a really fun way for me to stay in touch with people, sending like beyond emailing and texting, which feels labor intensive after a certain point, because so much of my work requires that kind of stuff. So catching up on Marco Polo and Voxer is a delicious routine to catch up. Often I'm catching up with friends and colleagues where we have a lot of things in common and I'm, we're bouncing off ideas, bouncing ideas off of each other. And that just feels really good and brings me energy. So these delicious routines typically are restorative for me, getting up before other people, working out, catching up with friends. And then here's another one of my delicious routines. This is actually a two-parter. So coffee. <laughs> and the first part is I have gotten in the habit of making coffee in the morning 
and my husband makes it the night before, which I love and appreciate. He does that every single night. And then I started in the morning while Piper's going to the bathroom, the coffee's brewing. And then I have those first two sips standing, looking out my window with my feeling my feet planted beneath me and feeling grounded. And I do that every single morning. And it's this very delicious routine that's super simple. And it came from my therapist. Her recommendation was for me to sit and have coffee for 30 minutes and just be by myself. And I was like, I can't do that. That's too long. (laughs) And so instead, she was like, what if you just did like one or two minutes? And so I just stand in my kitchen and I do it. And I have this like, take a couple breaths, have my first few sips of coffee, and I treasure that moment. The other time I do this is mid-morning, I make a second cup of coffee, a cup of decaf, and I love that routine as well. And that's like my mid-morning break where I've gotten some stuff done, and then I'm taking a bit of a break, and I go get my coffee, and then I come and I check like I have my certain news websites that I check while I have my second cup of coffee. And again, it's a delicious routine. It's like a break in my day that I look forward to that is restorative to me. So those things are fun for me. Those sound super dorky, right? Like getting up before everyone else, working out, having my coffee. Those are like not, it's nothing super exciting or liberating, but these are the things that we look forward to. And if we can label those things, then we can use them as tools to bring us joy in our daily lives. And that's really, really significant. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers. On an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever, and your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you, and you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're aiming more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. 
So part of your how you can create fun for yourself is tapping into those delicious routines and acknowledging what are those delicious routines that are restorative to you, that are good resets or that do light you up or lift you up or fill you with joy on a daily basis. So then again, when you're looking at setting that fun minimum, those things are built in. They happen every day, right? So then you can plan on fun every day, okay? So the last thing I want to invite you to do is summer bucket lists. And this is something we've talked about over the years during the summer and then at the holidays, creating a bucket list with your family around the things that you want to do that summer. And so Vinny loves doing this. We've probably done it, oh my gosh, for five years now, maybe. We create a family summer bucket list of the things we're going to do in the summer. And it can be anything from like roasting marshmallows to going to visit my mom to going camping. And when we already have some things on the calendar, it can be really fun because then he can look forward to those very specific things. So seeing a particular cousin or relative. So this year I've started our like initial brain dump for the family bucket list. So I'm just going to give you some examples again, if you want to do this with your family, a little bit of a template to get started with. So we have a couple of camping trips. So we have Lake Chelan camping, which I put on there. We have Deception Pass camping, what I put on there. We have Cannon Beach scheduled. So I put that on there. We're going to go visit my mom. I put that on there. Okay, here's a new fun one. We bought stand-up paddle boards. I'm so excited. We got stand-up paddle boards and I have a goal of taking them to three lakes in this greater Seattle area, Green Lake, Lake Union, and Lake Washington. So that's on the summer bucket list. And then another tradition that we have in the summer is going to this park called Golden Gardens and that's on the Puget Sound and having Friday picnics at Golden Gardens where we have picnic dinners. And we did not get to do that last year because of COVID and the beach was just like way too crowded for our comfort zone. So this year we want, I want to reinstate Golden Garden picnic dinners. So that's the beginning of our family summer bucket list. And Vinny and I will work together and my husband will all chime in and work on that together after dinner sometime in the next couple of weeks. So that's what this family summer bucket list can look like, right? Now, here's the thing. Here's where I'm going to challenge you. On top of having a family summer bucket list, what if you were to also have a personal summer bucket list? And what could that look like? How could you be scheduling joy, scheduling fun, and incorporating things that will be just for you this summer? Because often with kids, we create our summer schedules all around our kids. And when I look at what my son gets in a summer compared to what I got in the summer, I mean, this kid is going to a different camp every week. He goes on like two camping trips, and then he goes to the beach, and then he goes to visit my mom. Like his summer is, he gets more vacation and fun in one summer that I got in all my summers combined. And I had great summers, but my summers were like playing with dolls at my house and going swimming a couple times and going to a park by my house. Like it was very simple. Loved it. I always looked very much forward to summer. So so when my mom listens to this, mom, this is not me saying that I didn't have great summers, but like the picture of what summer looks like for kids anymore is so different. It's like constant entertainment and excitement. It's just Disneyland for 12 weeks straight, which is really wild to me. (laughs) So if that's what your summer is centered around, is centered around creating all this fun for your kids, is that at the expense of your own fun? And if it is, take responsibility for that. So I want you to also create your own personal summer bucket list and make it like five things. It doesn't need to be super long. I mean, it certainly could be, but if you're struggling, make it a few things. So here's a few things that I've put on my summer bucket list, which some of these you've already heard me mention. So eating lunch on my deck during my lunchtime, instead of sitting down in my basement in my office or watching TV, afternoon transition walks, 
So I talked about this in Momentum Mamas in our membership community last week, and a couple people were like, oh my gosh, that's such a great idea. So I love afternoon transition walks in the summer because it's really nice and sunny. I take the dog for a walk, and it's my transition from being at my computer to going into like mom mode. So when I'm done with work, take the dog for a 15, 20 minute walk and then go into mom mode, like do something with Vinny, make dinner, those kinds of things. So having that afternoon transition walk in the summer is really great because it's nice sunny weather and it creates that space for a mental reset between switching gears, which I really like. Another thing I'm going to do for my summer bucket list is a spa day. So for Mother's Day, I got a spa gift certificate. So I'm going to go do my spa stuff, get a massage, get a pedicure. I'm very excited for that. I'm also going to do solo stand-up paddleboarding. So I'm going to take myself down and do some solo stand-up paddleboarding on my own with our new paddleboard. And then I also want to, because we got two, I also want to a couple times do girlfriends paddleboarding. So have a girlfriend meet me somewhere and we'll go paddleboarding together. Another thing I'm thinking about bringing back is morning runs. I love getting up and going running in the summer in the early morning. My knees have not been super cooperative with running in the last year, but I'm going to give it a try and see what happens. And then my last thing that I have on my summer bucket list so far is fun Fridays at least once a month. (laughs) So with our vacation schedules, we're gone for a number of Fridays already, but I'm going to have a fun Friday that's just me, not family vacation day, but just me, fun Fridays once a month where I stop working early or take a longer break in the middle of the day and go do something that's just for me, whether it's going and getting a pedicure, going shopping, going, taking myself to lunch, something that's just for me, getting back to bringing fun Fridays back and bringing that back as a regular part of my schedule so that hopefully come fall, it can be even more consistent. So those are some of the ways that we will be incorporating. I will be incorporating fun this summer. And I hope that this can inspire you to Decide how you're going to have fun to define what fun means for you and then decide what do you want to make out of this summer? What delicious routines do you want to incorporate? What do you want to do that's fun that's just for you? What will you put on your summer bucket list? And then also doing this with your family as well. If you create a summer bucket list, please take a picture, tag me at Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram. I would love to see your summer bucket list. I would love to see the things that you're going to do with your family or with you, all of it. I'm here for it. So let me know. I hope this episode was helpful. If you have a friend who's in a slump and could use some fun, definitely share this episode out with them. Thank you for being here. And next week I'm going to be here and we're going to be starting our summer series. So next week we will start our 13-week summer series that is all around Lead Like a Mother. We're going to be doing a 13-part summer series, and it's going to be phenomenal. So if you haven't already subscribed to the show, subscribe so you get all those new episodes as soon as they're released. And then we will kick off next week with our summer series, Lead Like a Mother curriculum. And it's going to be bite-sized curriculum delivered each Monday to help shameless moms get out of your own way, retrain your brain, and lean into leadership in all the areas where you are already a leader in your life, and perhaps some new areas where you've been feeling a pull toward leadership. This is going to be a lot of fun. I know you're going to learn a lot and you're going to grow. And it's going to happen here every Monday on the show. So make sure you listen throughout the summer because I'm going to be here and I don't want you to miss out. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash 
Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.